lot of discussion about Santa Claus this year. I, I got kind of nauseated when I heard the news that 28% of the folks in America thought that Santa Claus should be non-gendered. I've had a, I've had some struggles over the years about Santa Claus, and so I, I invited him today. I want him to come as uh, the season goes. He's about through with his season, and uh, you heard Miss Claus having to get him ready every day that he does this. But uh, Santa Claus has made quite a few appearances this year around the schools and nursing homes and. Uh, he had one place where he was uh, with kids with special needs. He had about six, seven kids in wheelchairs, and I think it pretty much tugged at his heart. He's a big-hearted guy, and I think it pretty much tugged at his heart. But to see the enlightenment of people when Santa Claus comes into the room, it's just uh, it's amazing. Uh, we take him to the Alzheimer's units, and uh, people that don't know who they are, don't know who any of their family are, they know who Santa Claus is. And they do just exactly what this lady on the front row did. I've been a good girl, Santa Claus. <laughs> I wanted to, to sit down with you this morning and talk about Santa Claus and the Christmas tree and Jesus. And I want to talk to you about which one really matters. Colossians chapter 1. I'll read you three verses of Scripture from it. Colossians chapter 1 verse 15. Who is the image of the invisible God, the firstborn of every creature... For by Him were all things created that are in heaven, that are in earth, visible and invisible, whether they be uh, thrones or dominions or principalities or powers, all things were created by Him and for Him. And He is before all things, and to Him all things consist. There's a word in there that I read to you that jumped out at me a few days ago. I'd never noticed the word consist. And the meaning of that in the Greek is what holds all things together. Jesus is what holds all things together. You know, we've talked about the Christmas scene. We've talked about uh, how we have three wise men and we don't know how many wise men there are. We celebrate on, on December 25th and all of us know that Christmas was not, Christ was not born on December 25th. But I wanted to talk to you a little bit about Santa Claus this morning because I think some people lose sight of what Santa Claus represents. You know, there's department stores as far back as, as I can remember ever seeing on TV. I saw Macy's and I saw the Santa Claus there at Macy's on television. The first time I ever remember seeing Santa Claus outside of seeing him in person. He's visited around our community over the years and, and we've seen different faces and different looks. Uh, Brother Paul and I went into Sacred Heart Hospital this week and there was a little bitty short man that was very skinny walking down the hall with a bag hanging over his shoulder dressed like Santa Claus. And I said, man, they come in all sizes, all shapes. <laughs> but I thought about this guy Santa Claus. Some of us will talk about Santa. Some will call him St. Nicholas. Some will call him Kris Kringle. And you've all seen the, the videos, the movies of Kris Kringle and how the post office recognized him as being Santa Claus. Well, Santa Claus did not originate in Macy's department store, but he did come as a legendary figure that originated in Western Christian culture. And he said that he would bring, it said that he would bring gifts to well-behaved good children. 
we, we found a modern Santa Claus that grew out of traditions that surround the historical St. Nicholas. And St. Nicholas was a 4th century Greek Christian bishop that was a gift giver from a place called Myra. St. Nicholas is a very uh, devoted Christian man. So when we talk about uh, Santa Claus, I hear people all the time talking about that he's a pagan. That's like Easter, you know, we celebrate Easter and we've made it out a pagan holiday like Halloween. Well, I want to tell you, I don't feel like that Santa Claus is in that category. I don't believe he's a pagan. I believe he started out with the right, right uh, agenda, and that is to be a gift giver. I wondered this week as I was thinking about Santa Claus, I was thinking about how much we love Santa Claus. And I, I'll be honest with you, I, the first time I got involved with Santa Claus as a pastor was to take him to an Alzheimer's unit and to watch the glow on people's face, just to, to know that there's something about this character Santa Claus that excites us. And small children, sometime I, I heard a thing on Fox News where we shouldn't make our children sit on Santa's lap if they're crying. I, I, I wouldn't force anybody to sit on Santa's lap, but if a child wanted to crawl up in his lap, first year that I got involved with carrying around, we went to Southside Elementary School and uh, I had gone in the office and came out. I was trying to find out where he needed to go. And I came out of the office of Southside. And I went over and there was this little girl walking by. And I said, did you see who's in that truck? And Santa was inside my passenger seat of the truck. And he opened the door. And as he stepped out, she leaped in. And, and of course, he was just as big a, a fool over her as she was over him. Now, I always thought of Santa Claus as a sweet character. How about you? I never saw Santa Claus as being mean or something for kids to be afraid of. I, I, I know it's not his white beard because we see that all the time in people. I know it probably could be his outfit because he is, he is pretty standoutish. He looks about like Jensen and Trevor with their red suits on this morning. But I wonder about your character, Santa Claus. What does Santa Claus mean to, to all of you? If I were to ask these kids and they're going to get a chance to come and have their pictures taken with him, uh, every kid in this room has a different interpretation of who Santa Claus is, what he represents. And, and every now and then somebody will check him out. They'll pull his beard to see if it's real. And I'm going to tell you kids, before you pull his beard, you're on your own. <laughs> because it is real. I promise you that. It is real. Uh, this character, Santa Claus, is, a, is something that I think sometimes we overplay, though. Sometimes our kids only get caught in what Santa Claus is, and that is something you get. Uh, we were moving some packages around this morning and someone was talking about how wonderful it was. And I said, well, what's bad about it? It ain't got my name on any of the packages. <laughs> because we all like to get things, don't we? I, I look forward to Santa Claus coming. And when someone said to me a few years ago, they didn't believe in Santa Claus. And I, at that time, I wasn't as old as I am now, probably in my early 60s. And I said, every year since I was born, I found Santa Claus to be real. He comes every year. And I'll tell you what, he'll come to your house this year. He may not come in, the, in the, the character that you see up here, but I promise you somebody is thinking about you this Christmas, and they're going to give you something. They're going to give you a gift. We take baskets around every year to our seniors and those that are single. And uh, just to see them as, you, as they come to the door, just to see what happens with their face. And I'll tell you something that I learned a long time ago, and I hope I put her on the spot today because I hope she's made some. But when you go to Sister Irma's house, 
They're on my desk. All right. Uh, she always gives cookies. When you go to her house with a gift, she gives you cookies. And Sister Karen told me one time, when, you, when you're invited to somebody's house, you always take a gift. And so when we go out to other people's house to eat, a lot of times she will take a potted plant or some kind of flower or something to bless people with. Now I want you to get that spirit this Christmas. I want you to be a giver. But Christmas is not about Santa Claus. It's about Jesus. Then I thought about the Christmas tree and you know, I had to go study up to see where we come up with Christmas tree because I, I never could figure out why we have to have a Christmas tree in my early life. Uh, you know, what difference did it make if you had a Christmas tree? But I found out some things about the Christmas tree. Christmas tree was decorated in homes around the world by Christians and non-believers, and it's originated in northern Europe, early modern Germany. Protestant Christians brought decorated trees into their homes. Its popularity grew and moved into the, the Baltic countries in the second half of the 19th century. And at first it was among the upper class. But the tree was tradition, traditionally decorated with roses made of colored paper, apples, wafers, tinsel, and sweet meats. In the 18th century it began to be decorated with candles which were uh, ultimately replaced with Christmas lights after electricity was invented. Today... We decorate the Christmas tree, and uh, we do that in many different ways today and in many different fashions. And as much as we love that Christmas tree, that's not what Christmas is about. I love to walk in here uh, when it's dark and, and get everything plugged in and not turn the lights on. Turn the lights off. Just let them see what I'm talking about. Just to walk in and just to see that, just it does something to me. I love the lights. I love the balls on the tree. I used to, we used to put uh, icicles. Remember we did icicles on the tree? The messiest thing in the world was a bunch of icicles. But we used to put icicles on the tree. I've seen people tie bows in trees. But when I think about Christmas and I think about Santa Claus and I think about the Christmas tree, I don't see anything wrong with this. We put it in the church. Matter of fact, we got two of them there. Well, we got more than that. We got some in the other building too. We got a bunch of trees up. I was in the waiting room of the hospital in Fort Walton the other day and they got four out in the waiting room. So people do decorate. And most of you probably have a tree or you have something at home that represents a tree. I don't see anything wrong with a tree, but it's not what Christmas is about. Turn those lights back on for me. So what is Christmas all about? I heard Brother Jensen say that it's more than a baby in a manger. It's more than wise men that come to worship Jesus. It's more than shepherds. It's more than all these animals. It's more than Mary and, and Joseph. But it's about that baby. Even though it's more than a baby in a, a manger, at Christmas time we celebrate that baby in that manger. But this week I, I got to playing with this thing a little bit and I want to just share with you my heart about Jesus. You see, Jesus is a very important thing in our life. From the creation of Adam until the birth of Jesus was about 4,000 years. And in that 4,000 year period, man had, had uh, become a creature of sin. In that garden, that first man and that first woman sinned by eating a forbidden fruit. Now, in a biblical sense, God and man were separated because of that sin. And they needed to come back into right relationship. 
And the only way that could happen was Jesus Christ coming in the flesh. God Himself, Emmanuel, to forgive the sins of mankind and to remove those sins from mankind. How important is Jesus in comparison to Santa Claus and Christmas tree? These are things that we created. This was a thing that was never created. He was here before anything was. The scripture I read to you talked about how He holds all things together. Jesus Christ, the Son of God. So when I start thinking about God being separated from man and Jesus Christ bringing man back into right relationship with God, I begin to think about some things that are, I think are, are very important to us. Because you see, not one sin did Jesus ever commit. But when he was taken before Pilate and he was accused of being a bad person, bad enough that Roman soldiers beat him and nailed him to a cross where he would ultimately die for our sins. Jesus, who never did any wrong, was punished for the sins that we created. So at Christmas time, it is more than a baby in a manger. It's about a Savior that came into the world to put us in a relationship with God where we could be forgiven of our sins. And to do all that, He had to be beaten. You see, He was wounded, the Bible said, for our transgressions. He was bruised for our iniquity. The Bible says the chastisement of our peace was upon Him, and by His stripes we are healed. But Jesus was more than a healer. See, He had to die on a cross for us. He had to go and, and pay a price that we could not pay. And the Bible says that He knew no sin, but He became sin. And this is a, a perfect sinless Jesus that took our sins upon Himself and died a cruel death so that God would not continue to be angry with man. So what is Christmas all about? You see, the real meaning of Christmas, the reason we celebrate is not because of Santa Claus. It's not because of a Christmas tree, but it's because of Jesus Christ. Now, I don't know how you celebrate Jesus at your house. We have a family tradition at our house that kind of got squashed this year because Sister Karen came down with a virus. Some of one of our, our two of our grandchildren got sick. Pastor had surgery. So we had to to do away and scrub our day yesterday. Our daughter and her family left this morning, headed back to Memphis. So we won't get to be with them at Christmas time this year. We went ahead and gave them their presents. And they brought a present to us. But, but Christmas is about getting together with family or with friends and celebrating the Lord Jesus. If we, if we bake a ham or we make a turkey or, or we fix anything on Christmas Day to eat and we sit down together to eat that meal... That meal should be about Jesus Christ. This week, a lot of us will have days off this week and we'll enjoy the relaxation of just being able to do something that we want to do. But don't ever forget about Jesus. He's the reason that we're celebrating this Christmas time. Jesus came as a baby. He humbled Himself, the Bible says, as a man. And He died on a cross that we could be forgiven. You know, if you really, if you really think about uh, Christmas, if you really think about what Christ has done, I was, uh, I did a funeral recently 
And someone said that I talk a lot about myself. And, and for that reason, I, I'm, I'm sorry. But I could not go through today without telling you a little bit about myself. You see, I'm an, an elderly man. I've aged well. People look at me and they know that I've aged. When you see a home that's been built for a while and it needs remodeling, they'll say it's aged. Well, the good thing about my life and my remodeling is it doesn't happen in this life. When I get my new body, my glorified body, I'll know no sin, I'll know no pain, and no sorrow because Jesus paid a price for me. So when I celebrate, I don't celebrate like a lot of people do. You know, this is just, it's just another day on the calendar to some people. It's not to me. For 68 years, God's blessed me. And He's given me, He's given me a beautiful relationship with a family. He's given me a beautiful church family. I live in a beautiful world. You know, some people don't, some people are not as fortunate as I am. I get to live in a world where Jesus Christ can be taught can be lived out in my life. You know, I've, I've never had anybody really threaten me because of Jesus. I've had them threaten because of me, but not because of Jesus. I've never found Jesus to do anything bad in my life. You see, I'm not only aged in, in years, but like this guy up here, I'm aged with Jesus. Jesus and I have been friends a long time, just like this guy and Jesus have been friends a long time. We have a different relationship and most people. This guy's my friend. He's like my brother. In real life, he is my brother in the Lord. And, and we're going to spend eternity together. That's what Christmas is all about. It's not about how many gifts I get. It's not about how popular I am and how many blessings I get for Merry Christmas. You know, I'm not even offended anymore if somebody doesn't say Merry Christmas to me. It doesn't matter. I had a Jew operate on me Friday. And I didn't say Merry Christmas to him. I didn't say Happy Hanukkah to him. As a matter of fact, I didn't say much to him because I just saw him for a little short while before my surgery and right after my surgery. And I don't remember what we talked about when we came out of surgery. I may have told him Merry Christmas, but I don't think I did. But what is Christmas about to you? What does, what does Jesus matter in Christmas to you? You know, some of you came today with family and some of you come every Sunday, but you really don't understand what it is to know Jesus. And really, I don't know why we celebrate. I don't know why non-Christians celebrate Christmas. As a Christian, I don't celebrate Halloween. So I don't know why a non-believer would celebrate Christmas. How would, you, how would you even understand when you got a gift? How would you even understand what that gift represents? See, the greatest gift of all was given to me almost 45 years ago. The greatest gift I ever got, I got in April. I kind of think Jesus was born in April, honestly. But that's when I was born again. 45 years ago, this coming April, I was born again. I've been born again ever since then. I've never left Jesus. Jesus has never left me. Oh, I've, I've wandered around a little bit, but I still held on to Jesus. See, you're, you're not going to make me believe Jesus is not real in my life. You know, you might, you might convince me that he's not real and that Christmas tree is not, not real. You might convince me these chairs are not real. But I got somebody living inside my heart that I know makes him real. I don't have to, I don't have to question. I don't have anybody that could ever make me doubt that Jesus is real. He's real in my life. I'll tell you that. And I got a Bible to prove he can be real in your life. 
I got a Bible that tells me that whosoever calls upon the name of the Lord will be saved. Amen. I got a Bible that said, if we'll confess the Lord Jesus with our mouth, believe in our heart, God raised Him from the dead, thou shalt be saved. The Bible said, if we call upon His name, we would be saved. Jesus said, God so loved the world that He gave His only begotten Son, that whosoever believeth in Him should not perish, but have everlasting life. For God sent His Son into the world, not to condemn the world, but that the world through Him might be saved. Every one of you today, our kids from Children's Church, our adults from this class in here, Every one of us can leave through that door and be saved today. It's Christmas time. It's the greatest gift we could ever give back to Jesus is to give ourselves. And yet so many will celebrate that tree and that Santa Claus this Christmas and they'll forget what Christmas is all about. What does Christmas mean to you? What, do, what does it matter if Jesus is real or not? What does it matter if... You, you see, a lot of people could say, well, you could be wrong. I had a man ask me, how do you know this Bible's real? Not this Bible, but how do you know a Bible's real? How do you know those men didn't just make that up? Well, I'm not real smart. I said, how do you know the Civil War ever existed? He said, because it's history. See, this book has been proven to be true. Civil War authors, it depends on who's writing that article or that book you're reading. Depends on who's teaching you in school. See, some of our friends from the North were taught that the war was about slavery. Some of us from the South were taught it was about taxation on our crops. Not about slaves because the Northerners had slaves also. So we can argue about wars, but we can't argue about the truth of God's Word because I found out His Word is truth. Jesus said He was the way the truth and the life. And that no man could come to the Father but by Him. Amen. So if we celebrate Christmas and we really believe it matters about Jesus, even as a non-believer, if we believe that, we need to accept that. You know, this uh, it's always amazing to me. I'm looking for a gift. It's always amazing to me how... I hope I give this the right person. She's not even in here. Sister Mary Blasberg's not in here, is she? Where's she at? This gift says Mary, I think. It might even say Merry Christmas. But I think it says, I think it says M-A-R-Y. Does that say Mary? It says Mary Blasberg. That's you. Are you Mary Blasberg? Yes, sir. You got, a, you got an ID or something to prove who you are. I need to see an ID. I'm teasing you. This is her gift. She's got her name on it. I'm going to give you her gift. Now that gift doesn't belong to him. The only way that this gift would ever be Mary Blasberg's gift is if she accepted it. That's your gift. God bless you. Thank you. The only way Jesus could ever be a gift to you is if you receive Him. Right. See, little children come. Sister Beth and that children's church team has 
turned out more kids for us to put in that baptistry than anybody in the world. Because they not only talk about Jesus in those children's churches, they give them an opportunity to accept Jesus. See, even as a child, even as a child, you can receive Jesus in your life. I've had people that were in their 80s and 90s that have come to the Lord and asked me to pray for them. It, there's no age limit. There's no sex. Is, it doesn't matter who you are. Your race doesn't matter. Jesus died for everyone. I think the greatest thing that I ever realized is how much Jesus loves those Jews. I pray for Jews. When I meet a Jew, I encourage them in their walk with Jesus. But you know something? I even found out that Jesus loves Muslims. He really does. I found out that Jesus loves every person that was ever born into this world because Jesus came to hold everything together. This world only exists today because of Jesus. And I'll tell you what's wrong in our world today that we live in. People have tried to take Jesus out of it. We've removed Him from the schools. We've removed Him from our courthouses. We've removed Him from our jail houses. We've removed Him from our white houses. Are you listening to me? And we're trying to remove Him from our church houses. I heard a Christian professor, at least he teaches at a Christian college, say that the virgin of birth of Jesus did not mean anything. If Jesus was not born of a virgin, he is not Jesus. He's a phony. A virgin birth is important, but that doesn't end the story. For 33 years, he walked in this earth as a sinless life. And then he went through all that stuff that we talked about earlier. The beatings marred. His visage marred more than any man. You wouldn't have recognized Jesus when he was put on that cross. He was beaten so bad. He died, yet he never spewed any vial out of his mouth. Some of his last hours were telling a thief on a cross today, you can be with me in paradise. Jesus doesn't live in your heart. Let Him get there this Christmas by asking Him to come in and forgive you of your sins. That's what Christmas is all about. It's about you being saved. About you knowing in a personal relationship the Lord Jesus Christ. Because He is the one that holds all things together. Let's pray together. Father... We are truly thankful for the Jesus today. And we love, we love our Santa Claus characters. We love our Christmas trees. We love the packages under our trees. We love the season. We love the thought of being together with family. But it can't really be Christmas to us, Father, unless Jesus lives inside of our lives. So in our 
stubbornness in our being afraid of what might be ahead of us, we've not all yielded our lives. And I pray this would be the day that we would yield to you and make you Lord and Savior of our lives. For those of us that know you, we bless you this Christmas, Jesus. We thank you for the price you paid for our sin debt, that we can live a life now in victory, knowing that one day you're going to come get us all, and we're going to spend eternity together with you. We bless you for that thought today, in Jesus' name. Amen. I want you to stand.